0: Welcome to The Road Show. We're your hosts, Lawrence Britton and Jake Green. And in this podcast, we're going to go into everything related to sport and performance. And we're also going to talk a little bit about running. And South Africa, it brings heart,
1: people together, breaks numbers. down barriers. Yeah,
0: right? My passion winning, to be the best. Being the best is something we strive Self-care for. Passion, crucial role is South Africa. Great. Passion. Fiction. Fiction. Gold. Ultimate goal Glory. Relentless lent this training. Pain. Pain. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gents, and welcome to a bonus midweek banging episode of The Row Show. As always, it's myself, Lawrence Britton, and we're halfway through World Champs. We've had some incredible racing already through this week, and we just thought we had to sit down, we had to discuss it and analyze before we get to the weekend and we get to the finals and the big races. So I have to enlist the help of rowing expert James Thompson. Uh, Welcome to the show, good to have you back. World Champs bonus episode,
1: here we are, midweek. can you believe it? Trying to squeeze it in between work, between life, but how epic to have a full week's racing,
0: so much going on. I must say, World Rowing have really, they couldn't have, they could have planned a better week to have World Champs on, I've been so busy this week, and it's the first time that they've had full live coverage, and it's been so difficult to sit and work and watch Rowing and juggle between the two yeah
1: we, we've had to do a bit of catching up this evening because we know fair whack of the semi-finals have happened it's thursday night so yeah absolutely epic the live streaming very cool and um, we're seeing up to three thousand people watching it i try to watch it from uh, and like well done to world first up big up to world Rang getting it right we've obviously we're quite vocal and feeling that there should be a lot more streaming in our sports so well done to doing it um Having tried to do it, I, I now ask the question why it's not on YouTube because I tried to do it from a smart TV and it took me, um, I had to work out how the browser worked on my smart TV. So it would be epic if that was on on YouTube and I can only believe we would have more than 3,000 people watching it if it was on YouTube. But I don't know. I, I still think 3,000 people, it's a good place to start and it's amazing that the numbers are up on where they were on Sunday, which was like a 1,500.
0: Yeah, it was really quiet in the, in the beginning of the week and now... We're kind of getting back onto onto some decent numbers. I think it's been really, really good.
1: But I think people didn't know it was streamed because they're not used to it. And now like people are starting to realise they can watch it. Or maybe people just don't like to work and it's sitting on a second screen for
0: them. Yeah. The second screen actually had some great conversations. Some people were messaging in, oh, double screens, you know, with work on one screen and uh, the rowing on the other. And I just replied, No, I've got rowing on one and the results and data on the other <laughs> so no, yeah, really really good and uh some yeah i'm sure there's plenty of people watching the dual screens uh this week listening to the commentary um or, or talking the, about the dual
1: screens the the patreon group is basically my dual screen like the the banter this week has been bang on and um, we've had some really interesting like side stories going on so like big up to the patrons always keeping it entertaining
0: yeah and like Always picking up on some incredible stats over the day, and just watching the group as it goes. So yeah, the Patreon group is incredible, especially over World Champs week. It's just so golden to to have the kind of information and the knowledge that everyone in the group's sharing. And you know, because we're such an international group, and we have so many different people from all over, everyone's like putting in their like kind of country's information. It'll be like, oh, I wonder what's happening with uh, the USA or Canada on in this race, and then we got. uh People from those nations that are backing uh, backing us up, giving us info on the I just have the local stuff. knowledge, yeah. have the
1: like the, the behind the scenes knowledge. Um, talking about behind the scenes, Martin, our our ambassador, our
0: brand ambassador, brand Champion. ambassador boy. No yeah. one has
1: got more coverage at World Champs commentary than the Roy show.
0: Yeah, it's fantastic. I really, really appreciate it. it's so cool every time Martin uh, dishes it up talks about the row show, it's fantastic. And I don't think a South African can come on the screen without him saying, oh, and you should listen to the row show podcast, amazing. So really, really cool. I've enjoyed, uh, the, the rowing has been cool and the commentary has been great. I think uh, it's only going to get better. And James, I mean, the semifinals have been ridiculous already. I think it's really gearing up to be another really, really good world champs. I mean, if you think back, the last world champs was 2019, And that was some of the best racing. So we haven't had much racing since 2019 with COVID and stuff. But 2019 was insane racing because you had the insane uh, finals and you had such hectic B finals with the Olympic qualification. Then you went straight into the Olympics, which was also incredible racing. If you look back at those races, some of the best races of all time at the the Tokyo Games. And then now stepping into another world champs and I feel like the competition of you know the level of competition at these regattas has stepped up hugely and I think that's where watching it has become so much more I don't know interesting or entertaining because it's just so every time every race that comes down the track is is a good one to watch.
1: Yeah I think we're just starting to see a little bit more
0: depth than maybe we would
1: have had in other years or like I don't know it just feels across the board there's a little bit more depth um and the racing is just outrageous and maybe it's just being presented better but there's a whole lot of like epic stuff going on um yeah all in all it's becoming a little bit more entertaining um loving these like just loving it in general you know loving being a spectator of the sport loving the in-depth stuff that we get on the on the on the side with a patreon oh just an amazing week can't lie um i want to go back if we can i'm talking about racing and the commentary. Can we discuss the comment on cursed's cursed uh, <laughs> <Kirst's> race? <laughs> what what's going on here? So the commentator has been pretty good all weekend, no problems. But
0: so in the in the <laughs> in the race, they they say that cursed is an is part of the is an advocate against race manipulation. So actually, I'm not really sure what that mean. Like what that part. Like I don't know what role cursed is playing in that. So that's not the piece that I want to discuss uh, discuss or dig into. I want to discuss what race manipulation is for rowing and what is why is it a or why is, is it a topic? A, why is it even a topic? Because I can't imagine that there's much race manipulation happening.
1: I don't think there's like I- any real level of betting. So I can only assume it's got something to do with like betting.
0: Yeah. So I mean
1: if like you, match fixing like match
0: fixing, I know, but if you <laughs> And like how is how this how do you match how do you match fix a like, what is the point? Of, so, I mean, yes, okay, you could throw a race and like and not make it to the final or not make it. It's not going to be very good for selection next year, but it's, yeah, it's not good for you as an athlete, and it's really not good for yeah, like your result of the week. And so then also, but,
1: but there's no money. There's generally not a huge amount of money, so you're not like so. There's no bet. There's not a huge amount of betting. There's not a huge amount of like money that someone else would earn so much by losing by you losing that they could pay you. So. Where's the money coming for the manipulation?
0: And then on the other... And, ha- and, and do we have any I evidence? About, the other thing that I thought about is like, there's race manipulation, especially more in the single skulls, where like, you don't give it everything. you like, you're you kind of biding your time and you're not stressing about racing for first when you know you can progress through on the, in a the third place. Like, there's a little bit of that happening, but that for me is that's... There's nothing wrong with yeah. that. Like, that's tactics kind of of how can you all, all
1: i want to know is is this a topic in world drawing at the moment is this something that we just don't even know is a topic like there's clean water there's like a clean water thread within world drawing is race manipulation one of Fisa's yeah. topics of it because i've never heard it and it's yeah, fascinating to hear that kirst is an advocate for this it's news to you <laughs> and me it'd be interesting to know if it was news to her
0: water uh water quality obviously big obviously uh drug-free sport also massive like a Completely get behind it, and I, I just this was quite a quite an odd one. I was well, just her
1: final is tomorrow, so we'll get some. Yeah. we'll let her race her final, and then we'll find out like where where this all originates from. And but one one interesting little nugget that came out mid 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 race. Uh, then
0: moving on, James, to the um to the to the weather is the next thing I want to touch on because it was freezing, raining, freezing at the beginning of the week, and. Yeah really really cold for a lot of athletes warming up looked like it was a bit of a, a hassle lots of athletes even rowing in like skins and and full length things so I'm sure that people were struggling but it definitely looks like it's getting better and better through the week Yeah. although you said tomorrow looks so, really freezing again. Yeah so
1: we saw like guys were rowing in the cold and we were like this is mad Um, like we saw people warming down with pogies I think I saw a picture of that somewhere in the week and like that's pretty extreme stuff. And then we went and d- dug into it. And at nine a.m. tomorrow morning, it is six degrees at the course. Like that is properly cold to be heading out to race in.
0: Yeah, and which is, I mean, that's yeah, I mean, that's really really icy. And uh, world champs is a bit later this year than it usually is. Usually a bit more August uh, time than sub- than late September. But so and maybe that, that's, and that's because ele- of Europeans. Yeah, and maybe. because maybe that's because and maybe that's playing an effect on the weather but yeah i mean it looks pretty cold i know i am not a big fan of when it's very cold i struggle to get warm so it takes me a long time and like once i'm cold then especially takes me a long time to to really warm up and get going and then i always struggle because there's always quite a bit of time between like the end of your warm-up and the start of your race especially if the warm-up zone and like yeah you're warming up on the side of the course so you know that there's at least 250 meters that you're going to have to like sit and paddle slowly up to the start line before your race. So it's like adding a few more minutes. Athletes are probably not even moving for like five minutes before the race. Um, and I would say that that's definitely having an effect on some of the athletes.
1: It's absolutely having effects. Interesting, You say you battled with the cold the athlete that I rode with that battled with the cold the most was your brother, Matt. And I think in 2009, I'm pretty sure I got selected because Matt froze during selection trials um, so yeah, your brother was the worst. Um, but there's no doubt there'll be some guys who normally perform who just won't handle the cold well. Um, you know, there's lots of movements in rowing and when you get cold, you get stiff. And if, if you're a really technical guy and you don't handle the cold well, it's going to affect you big time. So really interesting and not something we see at a World champs often in like a spring regatta, we see cold weather like this, but mm. I, I can't think of a world champs that has been as cold like sub 10 degrees on race day. It's not something I can think of at all, champs. In my in my time going back to
0: like over five or seven. Yeah, so uh, James, I want to jump onto some of the races that didn't, that haven't like finished their their semi-finals yet, and are still you know kind of rolling through the quarters. So the men's single, we last chatted, we discussed the 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 quarter fi- I mean the the heats, and it was really tight in the heats. Lots of big names, lots of guys coming through. Quarterfinals was already pretty spicy. You know, you had uh, Melvin Twelop beating Oli uh, Ziedler again. So that's um, uh, the Netherlands beating Germany. And so he snuck through and he, he crushed the race at Europeans. He bided his time. He let uh, Oli and Tuscos really fight it out. And then he started to really put the pressure on in the last 500. And looks like he did exactly the same here, putting huge pressure under um, Oli until Oli basically tapped out at the, in the last 500 so really interesting that that that's for that result and then uh, gb beating Intuscos in the in the quarter final as well so two big not i wouldn't say upsets but big results big wins like those were big battles to have early on in the in the progression
1: yeah and what's interesting is ali like we said ali we always say Oli's really good in the in the flat it might be cold out there but it's not windy anymore like the wind and um, particularly tomorrow um from what it looks like, is we've had two or three days of virtually no wind, mm. so it's just interesting. Like I would say, those are Ollie's conditions, and he's getting it handed. He's not not getting it handed term, but he's getting beaten. um So yeah, uh, that's that's shaping up to be probably one of the most interesting races of the regatta.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to watch it because like as it gets closer, I mean, we already spoke about how many athletes there are that are like in contentions to perform well, and now. You know, you're already seeing the the cracks start to form, and you're starting to see people put the pressure on, and we still have semifinals and finals, so that's a big one. I'm that's still five
1: seconds, eh? Between the two of them already.
0: I'm still backing Graham Thomas, though. I think he's he's where I'm going to put my money on for this for the win this week.
1: Oh, I think you have to put your your money on Netherlands. There's no, it's not. Melvin's going. He's put five
0: seconds into Ollie. Yeah, but I think it's more that Ollie tapped off after after he went through. But yes.
1: It's a cracker. It's coming. It's coming. For sure. So we've got semifinals tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so Friday semifinals, men's singles. Looking forward to that one big time.
0: And then women's skulls is very much the same. Uh, we still got the semifinal coming up. I still think that Twig is going to absolutely dominate. Uh, I think it's going to be a big battle for second and third between all these uh, young new athletes. So that's really, really interesting. Um, the... The Romanian girl who we just spoke about in the, the earlier race. Um doubling up sorry not our earlier episode. She it looked like she was doubling up, but turns out she didn't uh she pulled out of the, the heavy single. So maybe we were so thinking she, I think she
1: pulled out before
0: the draw even. Yes, I'm so, sure. So she wasn't even it didn't start. She no, didn't yeah, get to okay. the draw. So she was withdrawn from racing probably So she probably entered both races because she was worried about weighing in for the lightweight women's. But, so but often she, countries will do that. You know, I know that I think you might have even done it for earlier, um, like World Cups, where you've like not sure maybe into the, the heavyweight single, uh, double as well, and then decide later. Yeah, I
1: think our lightweight girls have done it once or twice. Mm. Our lightweight men never did it, but yeah, um, it's definitely a strategy. Interesting to see it happening at World Champs quite late in the season. Um, but obviously, just hedging your bets, making sure you've got a race that you could race if the last two, three weeks of. of dieting didn't go your way yeah um but she is thugging it
0: in the single yeah i mean she's really doing well in the lightweight um woman's single so that's going to be a cracker race actually just talking about the lightweight woman single really really awesome racing out there you know i'm not one to really dig into the um, non-olympic events um but i feel like that's one to watch this week uh it's been a really really exciting we're watching jackie kittle looking unstoppable uh, she struggled to look a little bit in the double you, you also
1: suggested that she was looking unstoppable in the li- in the lightweight double,
0: if I remember two days ago. Jeez, now they're not even in the final.
1: But um, if we can jump onto the lightweight woman yeah, onto that good. that exact topic. Like we spoke about how close these these two semifinals were and that the stretch in her program wasn't actually weighing in, but it was how close the semifinal and the final sorry, the the two semifinals of, of the lightweight woman and then to be a, an hour twenty minutes later back up on the start weight for the lightweight women's double, that's an hour twenty between two mm. world champs semifinals, and like she must be pretty disappointed, I guess, not to make it through um, in the lightweight women's double. But yeah, they, the other, they weren't even
0: close, though. Hey, the other thought I had though is maybe she entered the light the women's single, lightweight women's single, because she was, you know, not super confident in the the lighty woman's double so
1: they missed it by like 10 seconds i can only believe that's like the body like yeah. just saying yeah it's not gonna happen but just like i feel like they were they wouldn't have if they knew they were 10 seconds
0: off the pace i just and i also feel like it's just not uh it's not conducive to double up in an event that is the there's no margin already
1: yeah, you know no,
0: even you, if you're dominating the event it's it's still close. It's the lightweight woman's double. It's it's mad. You can one little mistake and you're not winning. But we need some New
1: Zealanders, some inside info. Let us know. Let's find out what the inside scoop is on why the double up was happening there. And maybe they're just trying to get it qualified, trying to get some experience. And next year, I I, I would be blown away if there was doubling up happening next year um, between Olympic and non-Olympic boat classes. Um, But this year, yeah, maybe maybe hedging their bets a bit makes a bit of sense, I guess. Um, but I doubt we'll
0: see it next year. So, James, I want to switch across to the, the other side of the pool. Lighty men's double. Oh, I yeah, mean, it's my time. This is your time. I mean, first of all, are you happy that you're not racing this event this, re- this week?
1: I, I miss the racing, I think. Oh, man, what? Like the Italians, to see them get pushed in the quarterfinal.
0: I don't know if you guys would have had it in this in this field. I'm gonna fight you. <laughs> I'm gonna fight you hard. Well, watching the Italians getting pushed in the quarterfinal,
1: like it's mad. Um, they had a better semifinal, I think. I think that a lot of people watched the photo finish of the of their quarterfinal and thought they were out. Um, really a powerful sprint to the line. They, the last 220 meters wasn't great from their side, um, and they found themselves in a four, in a three way battle. For two spots, and they just snuck through. Um, yeah, but good, slightly better. But they they lost to the Swiss again in the semi. So your your call of the Swiss looking good was right. Your call of the Italians looking good I'm afraid, lines wasn't right. But, but but
0: we'll give it to you. We'll let you let it slide. I definitely think that the Italians are they looking worse than like it's I don't, it doesn't. They've I don't come f- back into the are, field. And I, I wonder though, like they had so much pressure on them at the beginning of the season. Remember, they had split up. They rose, they raced the the two lightweight doubles where they came first and second at the World Cup, and you know both of them split into two different boats, facing off against each other, looking so so good. And then maybe that's like almost too much pressure though at that point of the season. And then now you settle down into your boat, and almost the like the not the taps come off, but like the that urgency whatever that you had, like you had almost too much of it earlier. It was unsustainable coming into the second half of the season.
1: The most difficult thing you can ever do to yourself is try and understand the Italian selection. (laughs) Like, just don't do it. And like, I have no doubt that the Italians often race themselves out. Their selection rules them out of their own, like they're their own worst enemy often racing. And I think if you see them racing at World Cups in a selection battle like that, there have been five or six of those equivalent races happening at home. So yeah. um, I'm sure maybe they've just got a little bit wrong. Maybe they're biding their time and they're going to come at it in the final. Um, yeah. It's definitely not done. And they are, they've are they got themselves a seat in the final. So let's not rule them out too quickly. They're class act.
0: Oh, no, um, for sure. But, but I mean, again, we do, we're talking like, a, that's just, this is the fascinating part about the lightweight rowing is that it's always so close. Yeah. And that you it's hard to tell at this point of the racing because you know that people are going to, who's gonna be able to just step it up a little notch for the, the final. Yeah. I was really impressed with the Swiss though. They led the the um the Irish for a long time in the race, much longer than I thought they were gonna do. The thousand, I think. And the but it's I don't know. When I'm watching the Irish, I just never ever when I'm looking at them I just never ever think, oh these Oaks might not win this race. Yeah. Like they just always look like they have another gear. And then you like you think okay no they're under so much pressure now. Surely they're going to make a mistake or something, and then it's like, okay, no, there's the next gear, there's the next gear. I mean, even at the the Tokyo Games last year, it's like the Germans had the absolute best race they could have possibly had. They put them under huge, huge pressure in the roughest water, and the it, the Irish are just laying out card after card, just upping the game and and taking the win. Like they just look like they just always have that little bit more in the tank.
1: I don't see anyone beating them, but when it falls apart, it will come quickly. I think like it's a pressure event. I feel like it's different to the heavyweight men's pair, like when we had like the 10 yeah. years. I, I, I don't think they're like Kiwi pair unbeatable, but I also can't see I can't see it happening, if yes. that makes sense. So it's a, it's a very interesting one. I think just as a, a bit of a shout out to, to Miroslav. Um, this is a Czech athlete who has been around since 2007, so I first raced against him in 2007. Um, and
0: he is is he older than you, James? Oh, same he, age as you.
1: Uh, no man, he's four years older than me. Oh my word. Yeah born in 1982. Jeez. Yeah, he's, he's been at it. He hasn't w- he's won a couple of World Cup medals along the way. We raced the Ladi four against each other. Um, and now this is a, his home world champs. How epic is that? Winning a semi-final, going into world champs. No world champs medal. Um, The guy's been at it for a long time. So, yeah, I'll be shouting for him
0: once on... That's pretty amazing. I think it'll be Saturday. He's Um, not quite as old as Olaf, but he's getting 40 years old this year. Yeah,
1: man, home world champs. Without a world champs, like a decent enough athlete that's been at it for so long. Definitely shouting for him on Sunday. I don't think he'll be rivaling the Irish, but... Yeah, winning your semi-final—you've yeah. got, got a chance. That's for sure. for sure. So
0: we'll be shouting. Really, really epic, sweet. So now let's switch over to a proper event, James. The men's pair.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I'm <laughs> gonna go make some coffee. quickly. more beer. <laughs>
0: so the the men's pair are really really cool. I think I always love this event. Uh, for me, obviously, I got the the history in it, so I'm always uh, tuning in. I thought the uh, team South Africa they had a tough race out there today. It was cool to watch them though it's always good to to see South Africa representing in the pair um but I think I'm really hoping that they can uh, bring home a win in the B final there that'll be tops uh young young guys as well um James raced with my brother at under twenty threes has a gold medal there and henry uh we spent a lot of time on training camp to, uh, together just uh yeah really really good guys, so hopefully he can up his game there. Take on the win in the in the B final. It's his first World Champs ever, so pretty cool. Yeah, actually, first World Champs for both of them.
1: That's very very bad. and it's it's just epic to see that like the team evolving and all of that. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. very cool. And then, yeah, I think we could have I, we almost watched a, an A final. I think today basically between the British and the and the Romanians. Spain looked really good early on in the like they look really good. They look much better than they've been in like the previous races throughout the season. But I think that the British and the Romanians are the top two crews and the British just look so good. They just look like really long, loose, flat. Like there's nothing funny happening in the boat. It's just smooth, smooth rowing. And it's when you know, when a boat looks smooth and you have someone in the stroke seat that's pulling under 540, it's, it's got speed for sure.
1: Yeah. One, only a second back to the Spain. Mm -hmm. So I don't think we had to, quite a two-horse race, but it is in essence. Um, Yeah, Yeah, because also
0: there was quite a big race between uh, GB and Romania because Romania pushed GB hard at the end. They really were sprinting for the line. They wanted the win.
1: Yeah, and whereas I don't think that Spain were under the same pressure. You know, if you take Spain to the qualifying position, it's eight seconds back for them. Mm. So, yeah, uh, very cool. Um, And again, teeing itself up for a very, very cool medal hunt. Um, Yeah, possibly some... You know f- almost five seconds back to New Zealand uh, so yeah, I I was a bit
0: disappointed with New Zealand. I don't know. they you know d- it's
1: not Eric and Hamish anymore, yeah
0: <laughs> yes, but the're Olympic <laughs> champions from the eight they the Strokeman and the Bowman from the 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 New Zealand eight like they have a huge culture of the bear in New Zealand. they have had other good pairs, and they just kind of didn't really seem like they were
1: yeah, five seconds it's proper
0: yeah, I just i I thought they would be more in the mix. And also, we're very used to having like New Zealand come in as dark horses and shooting and the lights out. Doing so, the business, yeah. Um, so I was just a bit surprised, but I'm sure that they, I don't know, maybe they're just going to take them a little bit of time. Maybe over over the next year, they will start to find their feet. I've no doubt that New Zealand they will come online at some point and start to to maybe bat.
1: Maybe they'll go back into the eight.
0: Yeah, that's possible. Well, I don't know because we they don't even have they don't have that many athletes at the Shogatta
1: yeah I reckon you could
0: someone there could tell us a story that's for sure yeah. um and then switching across again we're just keeping it a bit more chronological today because it's just easier for for us to there's follow so much and there's, there's so, so much to talk about and also the racing is not that chronological so it'll be hard to to keep it in uh, in there in the racing order so women's pair I mean look Grace and Kerry, I just I don't see anyone coming near them. I know the times tight, but they just look comfy cruising along. Um, I think the the, Rum- the Romanians and Netherlands will have a really good dice for second place. But also this huge story of doubling up, I mean, we've spoken about it a lot. And now New Zealand are not doubling up. They're not racing in the eighth this regatta. So they only focus on the pair. They must be they must feel like this is a holiday compared yep. to all the other, because they've they've, ra- they've doubled days. up for a long time, doubled up the, at the Olympics, doubled up 2019 world champs. Um, you know, they must be feeling like really on a holiday and Romania and Netherlands, big doubling up. So I think there's, although they're not really racing again until they they got the women's, that's what's nice about the women's pair and eight combo is you race pair and heat in the eight and the, the pair, I and mean, you race the heat, sorry, and then you... And then you alternate days. No, then you only then you finish the pair. Then it's like semi-final in the pair. You mean you finish the eight? Yeah. No, then your eight comes after your pair's yeah. race, unless you make a rep. Then you're adding extra races. So it does get tricky. Like if you race, if your boat's good enough to go straight through to the final in the eight, basically you start the regatta with the eight, and you finish the regatta with the eight, and then you have the pair to worry about in the middle.
1: Yeah, but you say good enough in the eight to go through. The eight is traditionally uh, one goes through kind of heat. But they had a race
0: for lanes this regatta. Yeah, so then that's a no-brainer. It's basically cruise through the race for lanes, focus completely on your other boat class, and then all jump in the eight at the end.
1: Yeah, but that woman's race for lanes, like, so, some of them are doubling up in this event, so let's jump into that woman's eight if we can quickly. Um, they have this race for lanes but the whole dutch eight is yeah. doubling up it's it's yeah. mad so like it makes sense that they like paddled a little bit i don't think the dutch uh, women's eight was really pushing um but it's just really interesting to see that doubling up i i i i can't believe like how how much doubling up there is in the women
0: i know we spoke about it last time and we speak about it a lot but
1: it's it's only getting it, more
0: it also makes sense when more people are doubling up though Because it levels the playing field. Yeah, like then if everyone's doubling up, it doesn't really—it's all the same playing field. So I mean, that's some of the arguments that a lot of our Patreon—I mean, our guests on the show have had when they when you've spoken, you know, when you ask them what should world rowing change, and then they a lot of the answers are make it double up, make make the eight—you have to race another event and then you can get in the eight. Yeah, which is a very good way of like reducing the number of seats or number of people that the Olympics, that rowing at the Olympics takes up, but still keeping all of the um, the races that we have and, and the you, medals that we have. And if
1: you made the schedule with that in mind, you would be more accommodating in the eight. Maybe you would race it like the heat really early or something and then mm. you would try and accommodate it more because they would be promoting it. So yeah, I get it. Um, yeah, wild women's pair. Who's, w-
0: who's winning? No, we're uh, the the New Zealand.
1: And your medals? Call your medals.
0: Sure. I think New Zealand, Netherlands, Romania. It's gonna be tight though. Netherlands and Romania are gonna be they're gonna I reckon it's gonna be like New Zealand and then absolute humdinger for that silver medal. Yeah. Cool. Then going back to um another race that we haven't had a, a semifinal with was the men's double. Uh, Croatia really looking sharp, looking good. I mean, I can't see them losing, but it. I think it's going to be much tighter than some of the other racing in the double that we've seen this year. So, the Croatians lost their first World Cup that they raced, and they they. It's quite nice because they're so consistent. They have race nearly everything that they can over the year. so they've very.
1: So they've got as much racing. In it's as they a can. good,
0: and it's good for for the viewer because then you can watch and you can. They like set a good benchmark. And the French have been rowing in the singles the whole year and haven't been doing the best in the in the single, but now they're back in the in the double and looking very dangerous as well. So that's so they're two of them, and Australia now in the mix, looking very deadly. So I think, listen, I always You're, back the Sinkovich yeah. as they machines.
1: It's hard to see beyond them, but if you do look beyond them, there's really some quality coming through.
0: Yeah, Man. no, it's uh, but. Yeah, I think it it they they're definitely going to be under pressure. That's for sure. They're not leading start to finish. They they it's going to be a tight race.
1: And just looking at at the semi-finals, there,
0: you've got um, oh yeah, just because I'm looking at the yeah, bloody no, quarterfinals so for the the men's double.
1: Sorry, so we've got France race Croatia.
0: Oh, so the big showdown.
1: And then Oz have Spain, so Oz Oz have probably got the easier semi. Yeah. Um, and then France Croatia. We get France to see Croatia it. is
0: amazing because both of them are Olympic champions in the oh. in the double. So now you have like a real showdown. Oh, There's no
1: need to wait for Sunday. We're going to get it
0: tomorrow. Yeah, that's really funny. And like both of them are almost coming in undefeated basically from the double.
1: Yeah, and from like, yes, and they both had a good run in. Yeah, or, uh, no, it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, it's
0: time. Um, but my money's always on uh, That The heat, that just looked on another level. Yeah. If there's going to be any um, uh, race manipulation, <laughs> 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 then maybe we should put some money on the French. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. The, um, cool. So then, I mean, women's double, is really not much to talk about. Romania destroying this event. They are showing their real class here. Um, they've got, they won their heat by 10 seconds nearly, eight seconds. With and no pressure. And then, and that still put them in as the fastest time by, uh, you know, five seconds or three seconds, sorry. So, I mean, they're really under, under no pressure.
1: And not doubling up.
0: Yeah. So fully. Focused. No, they're doubling up. Oh, no, they're not doubling up. Not, sorry. Not doubling up. I'm thinking, of the, I'm thinking of the Dutch. And then, uh, James, we're cruising through these boats. Um, it feels a bit weird to be going in uh, in chronological order, but men's four? Your, Cracker, Oz, British, race off. It's time. No, but the Oz are not looking that sharp, though, James. The Oz are, the, so they are... One might
1: argue the whole Oz program is not looking so sharp.
0: Yeah, for sure. I would say Australia and New Zealand are not, like, Compared to their Olympic year, they are are not even remotely the same.
1: But hold on. Oz, New Zealand, and I think the, the US are, are so puzzling a little bit. Mm. Interesting that you're like... But you're the US
0: had a terrible Olympic Games as well. Like, it's not like they... Like, I feel like Australia and New Zealand were, like, dominating at the Olympics. And now I've, like, been a bit shaky at this year. Whereas the U- U- US... Was already shaky at the games and now it's like carrying on their shakiness.
1: Yeah. So with the US, like I love this, like how the system and like the coaches and all are like, or the selection process, how, how everyone skins the cat differently to try and they end up on the same start line and often it's so close and they've got such different systems. I read that, try to understand the changes in the US selection p- process. And I don't know if it was, like, just written really badly or if that was the most complicated system I've ever seen in my entire life. Like I'm
0: just surprised you were reading, James. <laughs> <laughs> it was about rowing. I give it a try. <laughs> so, um, no, so, I mean, I, I don't know. Because, the, the, I mean, the Australians really, really strong throughout the last cycle in the four. But Alex Hill is in the pair. So the pair also didn't win their heat. I mean they semi and Austra- and the and the four also coming second but I think that combination and the way they were racing you know was quite unique to their maybe that co- combination of uh, of athletes so I'll be surprised if um we don't see that four go back to to their original combination cuz is- so Alex Hill was going to race in the single this season he wanted to race in the single and then he was injured and the single was uh, was like kind of off the cards so they put him back into the – he, like, missed the opportunity to qualify, I think, for Australia for the single because of his injuries. Okay. And then they put him back into the men's pair. When
1: when did the coaching change happen in Oz? Was it pre-Olympics or post-Olympics? Because um, the New Zealand coach has gone back to Switzerland. Yeah, I think it's post-the-games. I think
0: it's post-the-games. Yeah.
1: So that's a big change as well. Yeah. We need to check up on that. No, right? I think
0: it's definitely post the game. Post the game. Yeah. So
1: like a big coaching change as well. Suddenly, I'm sure like that whole four structure must mm. have changed. Um, yeah, so a lot's changing in both those systems.
0: But the Dutch, so it's quite a tricky one though because the Dutch were also looking really strong, or, like really smooth, rowing really nicely, but not on the same level. Like not time-wise, not even close to the British. But I think there still could be something there though because they weren't under too much pressure. But the British, I don't know, they look so good. It's like new athletes. I'm just like so impressed with the British team. Like they you know, they didn't have the the best games, but like still I mean when we talk about they didn't well, have that, the best games, <laughs> like dude, they didn't have the they imploded. The, yeah, but they didn't. They still got better results than nearly all the other countries. It's just like we're so used to them doing so well.
1: Yeah, but for for me, what was interesting how they imploded after it looked like the system and oh, there like was resignations yeah, and yeah. it was all over the place. And they pulled themselves back together pretty
0: quickly, like, like super quickly.
1: Yeah, like if like everyone in the like support system resigns, or not everyone, but if a yeah. whole lot of them resign, and then a year later you you're doing this at World Champs, yeah, no wow. problems.
0: And I mean, the, it's. It's actually more than likely that they are pair four eight, win. Wild! It's like they they're definitely going in as favorites in all of the those races. Pair four, pair four eight. Yeah, they're favorites already. It's not even like oh, they like have a yeah, chance yeah. of winning. So yeah, I mean they they're really impressive. So actually, it's it's very cool to to watch. And then. And then on the women's side, there women's four dominating completely as well, looking so strong. I mean, it was so cool to see the Irish give them a bit of a go, and I'm hoping that the Irish were kind of just also containing themselves a little bit at the end of the the race, and we'll see them bringing it out for the the final. Same theme, same theme as the men
1: though. Aussies battling again.
0: Yeah because like, they got two they Olympic champions uh two gold medalists in the boat and yeah struggling
1: yeah no and that and that was like yeah they were Olympic champions but they were like dominant as well mm. so yeah very very interesting to see the swing there um yeah interesting
0: how similar the men and women's fours are is like at a country level yeah gb Oz, dutch yeah very very interesting but then yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I think the the British women's four are even better though. I think that they are under less pressure than the the men's side. Um, is that the top British boat? Mm, I think for the women, yeah, and they've doubled up a bit in the eight this season. So, um, and it's so many new names as well, which is also exciting. I think that's like one of the coolest parts is that there's like t- across the border, across all these all the countries actually, there's a lot of new names uh, this year, which is just. I don't know. It's good for the sport, I suppose. Yeah. Post and a
1: like first, like first big hit out post Olympics. That's
0: and and it's a short cycle. It's a short cycle as well. Like I keep having to remind myself. Like okay, well next year's qualification. Like it's happening. But,
1: but this is the first World Champs.
0: Wow. Yeah, and it's the first World Champs since twenty nineteen. Oh, so I don't know. It's very it's unique, very cool. Then, I mean, shooting across the the quads. Uh, we still it's so hard to tell early on they still have lots of racing to do and I don't know it's hard to tell like the I find rowing like we we were discussing this before but like I find rowing like really hard to call in the semis because you never know who's really laying it out and who's kind of putting it who's kind of holding back a bit so then you like you look at all these times and some of them are super tight, some of them are not so tight, and you're not sure. Okay, cool. Well, this crew wasn't under pressure. Maybe they were happy to come second. And yeah, it was just there's I don't know. There's a whole lot of of things that you can dig into there. And What's
1: interesting is how fast in the men's quads how big the difference was between the two heats. So Netherlands came third in semi final two and a 551, and like that's still faster than Italy in semi-final two. Yeah. Where Italy who won. Like, it just seems like that's not that normal. You know, like, that's two seconds for third place to be two seconds faster than the other winner.
0: Yeah. So, I don't know. I think we we got to wait a bit out and see see what happens there. And then the other racing also, we haven't had enough. So, like, the men's eight, we need to see it then we need to see the final i mean there's not much you can call from these especially the big boats because there's not much that they can you know they're not often having to lay out that much in the early stages because there's not that many crews to knock out for the final and the gaps are quite big between the top top eights and the bottom eights but the men's
1: eight can't wait to see italy want to see what's going
0: on there oh no james i don't think that they they're good i mean they're full of world-class athletes but i as i said before i said on the uh, after europeans i said the italians are like they're artists they're like technicians so they're much better i feel in smaller boats because that's where like the skill of rowing counts that like you know that little fraction more and the eight i think the strength and the power counts a little bit more and yep. like the brutality of the the boat counts a bit more so i feel like it doesn't suit the, the current italian style like well yeah i just suit italians like <laughs> i feel like they're not brutes they they artists and like i think that
1: they've got to get nine guys to get along and uh, first of all and like all agree on the same thing <laughs> i can only imagine what the
0: team talks look like in this yes, you're gonna get the mob, some mob justice <laughs> you care of talking about italians like this. i like the italians yeah. no, no we have uh are, we, oh, we get along the I still think the British are going to win the eighth, though. As I said earlier, I think they're favourites for the, the the race. They look so good. Actually, that's what I want to discuss: is the how good the British crews look coming down the track. I, I just feel like from a textbook rowing point of view, they're just nailing it. Smooth, big length, underrating most crews, and like it's quite cool because you have had this like uh, outrageous um, kind of swing to like high rating fast attacking you know really not slowing down at all through the middle of the race you know just sp- like almost sprinting the whole way through the race a lot of countries doing that you know the australians really pioneered it in the four, uh you know coming through the middle of the race at 42 where the british i feel like have kind of doubled down on the like okay cool we are gonna row meters per stroke and yeah. the more meters per stroke we row the faster our boat's gonna be and like it's kind of they've gone the other way and it's it's really paying off for them. And I think it definitely looks better. It looks more comfortable from a racing point of view. And more consistent. I think more consistent. But yeah, we'll have to see.
1: Proof will be in the pudding.
0: Yeah. We'll see if all of our claims for the the, the, the racing carries through. And then I think, James, I think that covers most of the racing. You know, we're missing the New Zealanders in the eights. I think you can definitely see it already. Uh, not having the olympic champions is not a not a great place to to have to uh, start in the in the week of racing for the eighth. but i'm sure someone else is itchy to take the crown so yeah probably
1: not going to be the germans but uh but yeah epic big big sunday huh yeah i I can't
0: bloody wait for the weekend so i don't have to worry about work and i can just watch rowing bled out Yep. I'm going to be contributing to the numbers. Welcome, welcome to the real world. Hey. James, it's not pleasant out there. I wish I was, you know, just sitting on my hotel bed, resting it up. You know, I thought racing was tough and rowing was hard, but the real world has consumed me. Yeah, the guys who should be giving this
1: podcast are the guys at World Champs sitting on their beds. They have
0: they know all, all yeah. the spice. They know... They know who's doing what. Yeah, but they're too worried about racing and they probably wouldn't give us the spicy info that they yeah, that they would they, be they would be reserved.
1: They would think what they said would change how other people raced against them and they'd get all... Yeah. Whereas cool. you
0: haven't held your tongue at all. No. It's mainly about the Italians <laughs> though. Um, I think... So, James, who's winning the regatta for you?
1: Oh, I, it's hard to see past GB winning it. Um...
0: I think the Dutch are having a really cracker regatta as well. I think that they, I, think, I think, the think is going to be on golds. Yeah, so I think like on the medal table, I can't imagine anyone beating GB. But I think like, uh, of an as an like an achievement, the Dutch might go home happier, like d- depending on the obviously the end results. But like the Dutch have really nailed the like because often the Dutch have like so much speed earlier in the in the regatta and or earlier in the season first couple of World Cups and then they like kind of peter out a little bit towards the, the end of the year and that's definitely been a theme for them in the last uh, you know the last cycle and then I think that this regatta they've really nailed and they've they're going to come through and I think they're going to take a, quite a few results which yeah. is very cool so I think but I do think on the medal table I can't see anyone competing with GB actually GB, it might actually be disgusting the medal table that you know, like at the at Europeans, I think the GB won eight golds out of the fourteen. That's outrageous. So, and I think this could be the same.
1: And it doesn't look like the
0: non-European
1: powerhouses have arrived here yeah. on form. So we can we should expect
0: the same outcome. Yeah. The and if you and your race, what's the race of the weekend?
1: The race I want to watch is actually lighty men's double. See if we can get a. Um, a Czech win, I mean, a Czech medal, as I was speaking about earlier. But I think, yeah, there's so much out there. Um, for me, that Croatia-French matchup is a very lacquer. Um, but, yeah, main one, lightweight double for me. Maybe lightweight women's double, that'll be I'm always – you just have to put it on the list. doesn't matter what, how the week's panning out. Um, yeah, and then I'm really interested to see the Croatians race again.
0: Yeah, I think the men's four – I mean, uh, sorry, men's uh, quad is going to be a good race. Men's double is going to be one of the best races of the regatta. And I also want to see the women's four. I think that's going to be very interesting. I hope that if if the Irish can, uh, you know, just step up that little bit more, I think it's going to be very, very interesting. So, yeah, I mean, oh, so good. I think you can't actually watch one race this weekend. You've got to sit down. you got to block off some time and and watch the racing because it's going to be insanely good. So I think, James, that's a wrap-wise.
1: Wow. That's pretty quick for us, huh?
0: Eh? Yes, yeah, but it's because we we're speaking at double speed, I think. <laughs> Rushing through. <laughs> so much to get through.
1: Epic. No, Looking forward to the weekend. Um, big up to World Rowing again for all the coverage. Um, really, really just – it's been an epic week so far, but now we're in the business end. And I think that it can just feel that atmosphere overseas. I know what it must feel like. You're now in the business end a couple of upsets along the way but everybody's now serious focused this is probably the most tense couple of days of the regatta because everybody's still racing you got a final starting tomorrow mm. um yeah no one's really got the job done yet but everybody's really focused on it now there's no there's no second chances now
0: yeah and i think that there are there are big stakes or there's big like there's a, a lot of crews that are going in that are not like oh super confident on their on their race
1: yeah, and like, like qualification ahead of the Olympic year. like So So it's not qualification now, but you're trying to secure your seat. Yes. You're trying to stamp your authority on the yeah, seat. Yeah, you're
0: trying to show that like, your federation and your selectors, like we've got this. If you leave us in this boat, we yeah. will, we'll get it done next year.
1: Yeah, and giving you a voice in next year. is like if it, something changes, maybe you go for the main boat goes from the pair to the four. You want to make sure that the pair you and the pair this year, you want to make sure that the pair pumps. Yeah. So this is where you show we're the top athletes in our system. So yeah. yeah, really, really cool little crescendo of the year.
0: And I think you're right. I think the um, you do, we world rowing have been unbelievable with the coverage, been fantastic. Really great to watch. Martin has been superb on his rowing knowledge in the and racing. And he, commenting about the row show. Yeah, well, I mean, he's That's brand ambassador. Knowledge. So we gotta, he's got to give us our little piece. <laughs> the but i mean his rowing knowledge for me is outrageous he can just bat off athlete names he can bat off results he can i mean obviously he's got his laptop with him and he can search a few things but he off the bat there's no one i don't think there's anyone better in the world that can out like outdo him on like a rowing quiz on and he's the guy on the mic which is that's what you need
1: when we spoke about the olympics when I did the the hype train with him ahead of the Olympics when both you and Jake were racing, he spoke about the, I think it was the men's single, and he spent, uh, he looks at me, or we're on a VC or whatever, and he suddenly starts talking about everyone in the race's parents, <laughs> and when the, his dad was racing and what his dad did, <laughs> and this guy's uncle, and I was just staring blankly, and he asked me a question, and I was like absolutely silent. I was like, I can't, I don't know what to say to this guy.
0: I don't know these people's parents. Yeah. But I mean, James, you are just a place filler, though. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm just here for when the beers are cold. <laughs> we didn't even have beers today. Yeah, I'm upset. Yeah, we well, had your house, eh? <laughs> I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fantastic. So, yeah, huge shout out thanks to all our patrons, guys. If you want the best kind of environment for watching World Champs, join our patrons, join our WhatsApp group, and it is incredible. The, the, the join, banter. join
1: today you'll get the saturday and sunday the banter will be real on there yeah um lots of spice lots of knowledge get involved
0: yeah and yeah thanks for listening and let us know what we made what mistakes you made let us know what um what you think we we missed and i'll pass it on to james and yeah we'll see you guys on sunday evening ciao we're out enjoy the racing ciao Cheers.